And praise God, it was good. Amen. And the Lord is talking in these days and He's revealing and He's showing too. And I want to tell you the things that are in the Word, they belong to us. I want us, I want you to get a revelation that you're the church. I want you to get a revelation that everything that the New Testament church has, we have. You know, today we act like, um, We've ha- we've been taught to be not spiritual instead of to be spiritual. By that I mean, you know, the early church wasn't surprised when they saw angels and things like that. And we act like it's strange if somebody sees an angel. But they weren't surprised when they saw... In fact, remember when um, uh, Peter was in jail? And, uh, and so he got out, you know, uh, the church, church prayed and he got out and he came to the door and he knocked. And that little servant girl said, Peter's at the door. And they said, no, that's not Peter, that's his angel. They were so used to seeing angels that they didn't even think anything about Peter's angel coming and knocking at the door. And hallelujah. I heard somebody say today on a CD that uh, that your angel looks like you, only skinnier. <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Anyway, so they wouldn't they never were shocked when they saw angels. And so we need to we need to start think believing that everything in here belongs to us. My word, one of the gifts of the spirit that God has given us. This is for us, is discerning of spirits. So hallelujah. I want us to start acting like we're the church. Bless God, everything in the New Testament, it's ours. We have it. Visions, that's not uncommon. Angels, not uncommon. Hallelujah. You know, and a lot of it is just having faith for it. Hallelujah. Just having faith, it's like, well, of course, I see angels. Don't you see angels? Amen. Don't you see them? I don't mean, I'm talking about, I'm talking about believing. That would not be uncommon. That would not be weird if you saw an angel. That would not be, you know, it might be unusual, but it wouldn't be unusual in this church, and it would only be unusual because so many Christians are just so non-spiritual. They are just not spiritual. They don't participate in things of the Spirit. Hallelujah. That's not my topic, but I'm really fired up about having uh, my understanding. We pray that God would enlighten our understanding and that eyes of our spirit would be enlightened and that we would see. Hallelujah. And you know, sometimes we see with the physical eye angel, but sometimes we see with the eyes of our heart. Now, I've never seen an angel with my physical eye, but I have many times seen an angel with the eyes of my heart. Saw it, just saw it as plain as day. And one somebody asked Brother Hagen one time, said, Brother Hagen is seeing something and knowing something. Is knowing something just as good as seeing something? And he said, yep, 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 yep. Like he always, if you ever answer that, yep, yep, yep. That was the same. So knowing something, if you, you just have this knowing in your heart that an angel was standing right there, that's the very same thing. That's just as good as, it's not the same thing as, but it's just as good as, it's just the, is equal to you if you saw it with your real eyes, with your these eyes. These eyes are more real, really, the eyes of your heart, the eyes of your spirit. And so I don't know why I brought that up tonight, but just things I've been feeding on and thinking about, so it kind of comes out, you know. Hallelujah. But anyway, Sunday night, one of the things that came forth, and it was like the Lord just started expounding on this to me even since Sunday night, but one of the things that came out that the Holy Ghost wanted to say was He talked about uh, the balance between righteousness and holiness. 
that there's a balance. And you know, we teach a really strong message of righteousness in this church. And it's true, it's right, it's good, it's God. That we are, according to 2 Corinthians 5.21, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Nothing can change that. You know, you didn't do it and you can't undo it. Once you receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, but that righteousness is in your spirit. That is your spirit, man. That's the new creation. You've been recreated in His image. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But that is your spirit, man, that is righteous. And so sometimes we, uh, and you preach that, and you have people that maybe hadn't been here long or something, and they hear it, and I don't see any really like that here tonight. That's a shame. We should have had some. But anyway, uh, and they're like... And they hear us, me and pastor, say, now I don't care what you're smoking. I don't care what you're shooting. I don't care what you're doing. If you've been born again, you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And that's true. But it also, they're, they're, it's kind of like they kind of, I feel like sometimes they go, you know, I don't get that. And so I think tonight what I wanted to talk about and the Holy Ghost wanted us, me to say was say, hey, there's a balance here between righteousness and holiness and we need to understand it. Talked about Sunday night how the compromise that has come into the body of Christ, even among spirit-filled, word-of-faith Christians, see a lot of compromise on what they're living, how they're living, what they're watching, what they're doing. Um, and it's like, okay, we need to understand why we, why we're being, why we're, why compromise is trying to come on us. So we'll look at some stuff tonight. In First, Second Corinthians five twenty one, already said it, but we'll say it again. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Say, I am the righteousness of God. In Christ Jesus. And it is true, family, that you need to have a righteousness conscious. Consciousness. You need to be more conscious that you are righteous than you are worrying about, am I sinning and did I sin? And, you know, you don't need to be thinking about that all the time. We have the Holy Ghost to lead us. We have the Holy Ghost to convict us and to show us. And if we'll just obey the Holy Ghost, we will live holy. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 1.30 says, But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. He's, Jesus was made those things for us. So righteousness is a free gift given to you at the new birth. It was a gift. I, I, I have another thing that's been rolling around in me. Kind of a scripture that we've known, but we hadn't had the full revelation on the gifts and then the bible says and callings of god are without repentance and sometimes we've kind of said the gifts and callings and made it all one thing and said now if you're called to be a preacher that's without repentance god's not going to take it away you're just always going to be called but it's uh, it's talking about two separate things the gifts of god anything god gives you that's a gift it's without repentance he's not going to take it back hallelujah hallelujah and the callings also but the gifts anything that's a gift he's not going to take away from you and there's lots of things he's given us as gifts salvation baptism of the holy spirit 
God's not going to take it away from you. And that's important we know because if you go over in the Old Testament, you see David pray a prayer, Lord, don't take your Holy Spirit from me. But we live under a different covenant than that, right? So that's re that is righteousness. Tonight I want to talk a little bit about holiness. And holiness is something we choose. Holiness actually, if you look it up in the Greek, it actually means purity. And so... <clears throat> I want to tell you right now up front that it's not hard to live in a life of purity in Christ Jesus, but it is a life of faith. We live, in, we live holy by faith. And the best way to live holy and pure in Christ Jesus is to live in the Spirit. By that, I mean we need to stay full of the Spirit. I know it's very easy. When you're full of the Spirit, guess what? You don't want to go sin. You don't, you don't want to watch anything. I have noticed, and because I've been watching this for some time in the body of Christ, and I'm not really talking about this church, really. I'm talking about other people that I have observed and out there, and I'm thinking, well, now why are you living carnally? Because I know you didn't used to. And I found there's two reasons why people are, why Christians, spirit-filled, baptized in the Holy Ghost, faith, word of faith, trained up under Kenneth E. Hagin, some of them. Some of them directly connected to him. Why are you living carnally now? And I found there's two reasons. NBC, same for us. And I've even seen it in my own life. That when I have this situation, I, I walk in a more holy way. In other words, I put aside things that I would, and I don't watch those things and I don't want those things in my life. And then if I, and I'll, let me just tell you what it is. There's two things I've noticed, and that is staying full of the Spirit. I mean, if, if I'm full of the Holy Ghost, man, and so we ought to stay full of the Spirit. Then, you know, I tell you what, I, I find myself actually not even consciously saying, now I'm not going to watch that. It's just, I'm so full of God, I don't even pay attention to that stuff, basically. Yeah. Basically, that's it. And the other thing, it kind of goes along with this, the other reason Christians, I believe, have 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 uh, let their, their first love slip and they're not living where they ought to, is boredom in the things of the Spirit. They're just bored... With church, they're bored with the things of God where they used to be fired up about it. They've gotten bored. They've even kind of gotten weary and well-doing. You know, we've been praying and believing that there was a huge harvest coming and a huge outpouring of the Holy Ghost for years. Since the 80s, we've been believing those things, some of us, and praying those things. And man, it was in 1999 will be divine. In 1998, well, he'll throw open the gate. And 97 will be like hell. Heaven. I'm, I mean, there was something for, oh, and we just knew that was the year. That was the year. And in, a, in one sense, it was because, hey, we grew. We, you know, we took new ground in God. But as far as what we were expecting and the outpouring we were expecting, you know, it wasn't 96 and it wasn't 97. 96 will be the fix. 97 will be like heaven. Uh, you remember all of those? Hallelujah. 98 will... I don't even remember. Heaven's Gate or something. Man, I tell you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Miss Jean remembers. Some of it, some of y'all aren't old enough to remember, but we remember. But anyway, uh, just kind of a, a weary and well-doing and a bored, but a kind of bored. It's like we're not seeing what we want to see. And so, bless God, let's just go watch some old carnal TV show. 
You know, I mean, that's kind of what it is. That's, that's the only reason. It's not because they don't love God, not because they want to go out and sin. No, that's not it. So like, I want to talk about that, about living full of the Holy Ghost. Ephesians 5.18 says, Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. We need to stay more filled with the Spirit than we are. Hallelujah. You know, the New Testament uh, early church in the book of Acts, they got that initial filling of the Spirit in Acts 2, but they kept being filled. You can go through the book of Acts and you can see where they got filled more than one time. We need to be filled. Did y'all know we leak? And the cares of this world and, and uh, all this, you know, just working every day and dealing with Christians. By the end of the week, you've leaked. They've just, you know, sometimes they just tear it out of you, it seems like. And uh, so we need to, it's just like we got to have a constant feeling. And we need to be aware of that and we need to attend to, our, attend to it ourselves. Just like you, you, uh, you, you, you see to it that you eat. And we need to see to it and take care of ourselves spiritually too and stay, stay see to it that we stay filled. There wouldn't be anything wrong with saying... Pastor, I just lay hands on me. I got to I need I need my tank filled up with the Holy Ghost, fresh and new. Wouldn't be anything wrong with that. And uh, Hallelujah, having filling services and staying filled and praying in the Holy Ghost keeps us filled. And Ephesians says right after it says that, be not drunk with wine, be filled. It says speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. That's another way to stay filled. Is just to keep is to is to sing, sing when you're at home, sing not. Not singing, um, you know, not singing the oldies, but singing the hallelujah, but singing um, the goodies, yeah. <laughs> singing Holy Ghost songs, singing to yourself in the spirit, hallelujah, singing in tongues, praying in tongues, hallelujah, talking about the Holy Spirit, talking about Him with, I know that we stayed really filled. We used to in the younger days of the Holy Ghost, we'd get together every night with other people of like precious faith. And then, boy, we'd talk about the Lord, talk about the things of God. So those are ways to stay filled. Turn over with me tonight to Titus 2. And we're going to look at some things about holiness because um, I think that there's a lot of people today in the body of Christ that are acting like that it's not a command that we live holy and righteously in Christ Jesus, but it is all, it is not only commanded, it is stressed in the New Testament that we make choices for holy living and, uh, and make right choices, uh, in those areas. So Titus 2, verse 11 and tw through 12, 11 and 12, I guess, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. So even though you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, you still have to do, make some decisions about living. Hallelujah. You have to live soberly. It says you're supposed to live... Uh, uh, righteously and godly in this present world, denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, denying those things. Hallelujah. And you know, they slip in easy. I know it's sitting here tonight. You go, well, I don't even know what she's talking about. Some of you may think, but I tell you what, worldly lusts, ungodliness, it slips in easy in this world that we live in, especially. First Peter 1, 13 
through 16. I just want to let the Word speak to you about it. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lusts in your ignorance, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Um, And that could also be lifestyle there, in all manner of conversation and lifestyle. You know, uh, there's a lot of ungodly conversation out there, but we're to be holy. We're not to let that conversation of the world get on us. The words the world uses. And you know that's creeped into the church. I've even heard tell, and I can't specifically recall this, but I know somebody's told me this, that, that it's even crept into the pulpit where things that you, words you wouldn't even dream come forth from the pulpit. Well, you know, it can't come out of you unless, guess what? It's in you, and it gets in you from listening to other people say it. I know that because my parents, now my parents never used the Lord's name in vain. Thank you, Lord. The whole time I was growing up, they didn't. But my parents had a colorful, a colorful, a colorful, <laughs> and it, by the standard of this state, it probably wouldn't be considered that bad, but it was colorful. The dialogue was colorful. My uncles and everything. And you know, they, of course, they said, now do as I don't, do as I say, don't do as I do. And you know, if I'd have said one of those words, I'd have probably got hit. Cause there was no, there was no thought that hitting was, you just whammed a kid anytime you wanted to in that day. <laughs> Hallelujah. Whether they needed or not, you know. Hallelujah. And it wasn't, nobody thought a thing about it, did they, Miss Jean? Hallelujah. No, it was just like, hey, if you, <laughs> it was commonplace. And so if I'd have said one, but you know what? So I didn't get those words from saying them. Guess where I got them? From hearing them. And so when I got away from anybody that could hit me, you know, those things would slip out. And you know, I tell you what, now, when we got baptized in the Holy Ghost, of course, the Holy Ghost washes. The more you pray in the Spirit, a lot of that stuff will wash out of you. It really will. It'll wash out of you. And God will bring it up and you'll be going, oh, my Lord. And sometimes I think as you pray in the Holy Ghost, what will happen is all, you'll, you'll, He'll cause that to come up and you'll say one of those words or you'll say something because He wants you to deal with it. He wants you to see it's still in there. And so... Uh, so in, when we first got baptized in the Holy Ghost, we changed a lot of things about our life and, and, uh, and uh, got a lot of those things out. But, you know, we, you can, if, you're gonna, if you hear those all the time, it's going to get in you, so you're going to have to, you need to guard against that, about hear, of hearing those words. Hallelujah. Because we don't want them in us, because we want to live holy in Christ Jesus. And I know if something like that comes up in me, I, now it's like, oh, Holy Ghost, I don't want to grieve the Holy Ghost. We'll talk about that a little more later. 1 Timothy 4.12, just kind of bouncing around here, says, uh, Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. So we're to be an example of believers in word and in purity. Hallelujah. 
That's one of the main reasons for walking a holy lifestyle is to be an example. Galatians, turn over to Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. says, for us to, this I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So the more we stay filled with the spirit, the more we're walking in the things of the spirit. Hallelujah. The less that our flesh takes control. Hallelujah. Is that correct? We walk in the Spirit. We stay filled with the Spirit. And it's like you're Teflon coated when you're filled with the Spirit. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Turn to Ephesians 4, 22. The Holy Ghost wants to talk about this. He says that ye put off, verse 22 of Ephesians 4, that ye put off concerning the former conversation. That word should be lifestyle. Concerning the former conversation, lifestyle, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be ye kind one to another tender hearted forgiving one another even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you I think we should look at this a minute because it's really interesting up in verse 22 there he says uh, where did I, I lost my spot somehow I got out of Ephesians Ephesians that ye put off that you put off, verse 22, that you put off concerning the former lifestyle, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. Now what this is talking about is you've just, if you're born again and you've got true holiness, it says, true holiness and righteousness in your spirit. That's just happened. That's in your spirit. But now it's up to us because we're three-part beings. We have spirit, soul, and body. So our spirit saved righteous, holy, sealed until the day of redemption. Hallelujah. Praise God. Secure in Jesus Christ. Secure in our salvation. But we're going to have to put off concerning the old lifestyle, concerning the lusts of the flesh. We're going to have to put those things off because guess what? When you got born again, it didn't change anything about your soul. Not immediately, not until you begin to renew your mind. Once you begin to renew your mind, that's what, that's what the, that's, that's what renewing your mind is all about is getting a soul change as well as a spirit change. And so we have to put off that old lifestyle. And when we put, we got to put it off and we can't let it creep back in later. Yeah. It's going to be not just one time putting it off, but a constantly putting it off. Hallelujah. And sometimes it's easy to put it off. You know, some things just fall off of you when you get filled with the Spirit. But sometimes it takes a, a putting off of the old lifestyle. 
I've heard people say that, you know, the minute they got Phil's spirit, they didn't want to smoke another cigarette. It just gone. Just gone. And then I've heard other people that are just as good a Christians, just as committed to God, love Him just as much, say it was a royal battle. They had to put off concerning the old lifestyle. And they had to fight. My mom, when the day she got filled with the Spirit, she told me that she said, the Lord, I heard the Lord say to me, if you'll never smoke another cigarette, you'll never want one. But she didn't do it. And so... She knows, she said, it would have been easy if I'd have done what he said, but I didn't. And then two years later, it's like, I know I've got to quit. She said every time she went to pray, every time she went to read about their Bible, I'm not condemning him, but I'm just telling you her story. Said that cigarette was right there between me and God. And so she knew she had to quit, and it was a putting off. She had to use her faith. She had to... You know, it was not the easiest thing in the world to do. Although, not to say that God didn't help her, He did. But there was that putting off of the former lifestyle. Putting it off. Hallelujah. Not living uh, as the world does in that, in that way of thinking. Hallelujah. And um, praise God. And there's pressure on us not to put these things off. Our family puts pressure on us. They think we're weird when we put off things. They think we're weird when we don't watch the TV shows that they watch. Well, what's wrong with you? You know? Hallelujah. But we're not weird. We are committed to Jesus Christ, and we're going to live holy in Christ Jesus. So I'm going to give you seven reasons. No, eight reasons. I, write, I wrote six reasons, and I guess I added two more. I'm going to give you eight reasons to lead holy lives. And then it's not going to take me long, and we're going to pray. Number one, we live holy lives as a matter of priority. And by that, what I mean is, you know what? You just don't have time to live carnally. We, we just don't have time for all of that stuff. You don't have time for those TV programs. You don't have time for a soap opera. You don't have time. You don't have time for that. You don't have time for that for those worldly lusts. You don't have time for that former lifestyle and those things that you do. Why? Because every living day that you live after you got born again, your commitment is to be too dedicated to renewing your mind. You are too busy renewing your mind so that you can live holy in Christ Jesus and so you can walk in health and prosperity. You are way too busy doing that to have time to live it carnally and, and carnally as a carnal Christian. You just don't have time for that stuff. So, okay, number two. We live, I, I got these from the Holy Ghost. I didn't get this, I get none of this out of a book. I got it from the Holy Ghost. Number two, we live, a reason to lead a holy life is to keep our mind from anything that would hurt or weaken us spiritually. The fact is that a lot of the things that are on TV and a lot of the things that are in the movies, it would just make us weak spiritually. Now, I told you Sunday night, I'm not against a movie and I'm not against, um, hallelujah, uh, I'm not against those things. I don't, I think, I think, you know, there's a balance that we shouldn't be legalistic either. I don't want to be a legalist. We do not earn our salvation. It's none of it by works. None of it's by works. Hallelujah. Praise God. We don't earn our healing. We don't earn prosperity. It's not by works. But there are things out there that hurt our faith. 
There's things that, you know, just I, just uh, watch a few programs on sickness and you'll, you'll find yourself about five days from then having those symptoms and thinking, oh my Lord, you know. And you know, they said that was something only three people in the whole world have that. And, and I, I think there's four now. I mean, really, it's amazing how the devil works. And one reason he works that way is, did you know that all of these things have devils attached to them? TV programs have devils attached to them. Movies have devils attached to them. I'm not saying every movie has a devil, but anytime you see evil, there's a devil behind it. Anytime you see weirdness, there's devils behind weirdness. Anytime you see perversion, there's devils behind perversion. Anytime you see, when you see homosexuality, there's devils behind that. When you see, um, you know, hallelujah, when you see fornication, there's devils behind that. Hallelujah. Might as well say amen. If you can't say that, say oh me. Hallelujah. Praise God. So <clears throat> we gotta we don't want anything that'll weaken us, make us weaker spiritually. Number three. Uh, well, first of all, let's think about Philippians 4 8. He said, Whatsoever. Remember Philippians 4 8? We're right there, we'll turn right over. Philippians 4 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true. That eliminates a lot of stuff. Whatsoever things are honest, that took care of a lot of stuff. Whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. That's the problem, you know, is thinking on things. Because a lot of times we get things in us, we can't quit thinking on them. Hallelujah. We're all taking, we're all taking steps to, 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 to change these things. Romans 12, 2. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of our mind. You know, if it comes from the world, we're not to be conformed to it. Number three, the third reason to, to live holy in Christ Jesus is to be pleasing unto the Lord. Now, I know that's kind of, this is one of those things where we got to get the balance, get the balance, get the balance, because we know that it's not works, our works that please Him, in one sense. But on the other sense, there is a thing where it says, don't grieve the Spirit. So it pleases Him when we live holy in Christ Jesus that we don't grieve the Holy Ghost. Amen. So I guess what you could say when it comes to salvation, we can't please Him with our works. But in our living, we must please Him by our lifestyle. Hallelujah. Because one of the reasons that we have to please Him, He pleases Him to be able to bless us. It pleases Him to be able to, to honor us, to lift us up. It pleases Him when we can get our promotion when we're supposed to get it. When He doesn't have to say... You know, if I, I wish they would live holy in Christ Jesus because I could promote them where I want them to go, but I can't send this sin into promotion because it will kill them. The higher you go in God, the more, the, uh, more sin will kill you. The wages of sin is death. And pastor said this Sunday, it's not God throwing down lightning bolts. It's just, it's just that God, there's a curse on sin in the earth. And so when we go into, when we, when we get over into sin, so we need to ask ourselves some questions about things. Uh, 
and just say, is this, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Is this grieving the Holy Ghost? I'm pretty sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Now, when I, the day I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, or a few weeks after that, we had some friends we hung around with every night. We prayed every night. I don't know, it seemed like she did this, so I did it. And I just asked the Lord, Lord, make me sensitive to your spirit. You know, and, and, and I'm very sensitive to the spirit. I am. And uh, when I grieve him, I know it. I think you do too. I don't know how sensitive you are. I, you, can, you can be where you're not as sensitive, but uh, when I grieve the Holy Ghost, I know it. Boy, I tell you, I do not like that feeling. And I talked to Sunday night a little bit. The Holy Ghost said this. He was like, you know, it's easy to get forgiveness when you do something wrong, but it's hard to get it out of your soul. God will forgive you just like that when you confess. But sometimes getting that out of your soul where it doesn't fight you in prayer, the condemnation of it, where it doesn't fight your faith. Because the Bible talks about how, how, how sin will fight our faith. You know, in 1 John it talks about, um, uh, it talks about well, I may just have to turn over there because hallelujah. I could have said it if I wasn't trying to say it. But it says... Um, Hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God, our faith towards God. Confidence and, and faith and know that we know. But you know, if our heart's condemning us, it's working against our faith. Even though it's not saying there that God's condemning us because He forgave us, He's not condemning us, but our heart, our soul is condemning us. So it's easier a lot of times. It's easier not to sin than to get out from underneath the condemnation. Okay, number um, four. Another reason to live holy in Christ Jesus is to prevent hardness of heart. It says in Hebrews, if you hear God's voice, don't harden your heart. And if you sin and ignore, and you keep sinning, and you keep watching this and watching that, and you know, and you know that, then your heart will get harder and harder and harder and harder. And that's really a, a, that really bothers me more than anything here. Number five, another reason to live holy in Christ Jesus is to walk free. I want to be free. And the Bible says that if you, if you sin, you're going to be in bondage to sin. It's going to be your master. It's going to rule over you. You know, uh, because demon spirits are attached to those sin, it's like um, you can't afford to look at pornography one time. Because when you look at pornography, there's demon spirits attached to pornography. And what happens is and uh, the, uh, uh, they begin to get a hold on you. Till pretty soon, you absolutely cannot not look at pornography because a demon spirit that's behind pornography is controlling you. And we're not to be slaves to sin. Hallelujah. We're not to come under that bondage. Galatians 5.1 says, uh, Brethren, I love that. It says, Brethren, ye have been called unto... No, it says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty. Okay, yeah, I got the wrong verse first. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Hallelujah. Then you could drop down to verse 13. We used to sing a song, these two verses. For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty as an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. See, we have perfect liberty, 
We're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and nothing can change that. We can't lose it. We can't smoke it away or dope it away if, if we were truly born again. And that is a great liberty. Did you know how free that makes you? It's you're not every day getting up trying to earn your salvation. You're not every day hoping that if you died, you'd go to heaven and not really knowing. You have such a peace. You have such an assurity. You, it is such a liberty. It's such a gift. But we are not to use that gift as an occasion to the flesh. In other words, I can go do anything I want to because I'm saved. And I won't go to hell. No, but you won't, but you could get to heaven fast. If you sin, you're out there in the world. And that brings me to number six, to be safe. Why do we need to live holy in Christ Jesus? To be safe. In John 14, 30, Jesus said, Hereafter I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world cometh and hath nothing in me. That's how we're supposed to be. When the, the devil's coming to steal, kill, and destroy, the devil comes to seek whom he may devour. Isn't that what it says? He walketh about as a roaring lion, seeing he may devour. When he gets to us, he needs to say, Hmm, and walk away, because he can't find anything in you. But I mean, if he finds sin, then he's, he, he, it's like you got a door open for the devil. So I want to be safe. So I need to, I want to shut the door on things. Hallelujah. Making adjustments even as we speak. Number seven, I want to live holy in Christ Jesus so I can hear God clearly. You know, sin and, and, uh, uh, just, uh, the things of this world, they, they muddy the mind. It makes it hard to hear. Romans 12, 2 says, uh, that, uh, n not to, to, uh, ha, 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 be not conformed to the, let's see. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed, that ye might prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Well, when you've got the renewed mind, you can know what the good and acceptable and perfect will of God is. When you're not got the, re when your mind's all and all other stuff, guess what? You're going to be fuzzy. Fuzzy, fuzzy, fuzzy on what is the will of God. I don't know. Where am I supposed to go to college? I don't know. What am I supposed to do? I don't know. It's going to be a lot fuzzier than if you are walking in Christ Jesus, listening to the Holy Ghost, releasing your faith every day. Number seven, that was seven. One. Number eight, the reason to live holy in Christ Jesus is to lead others. We're down here to be an example. First Timothy 4.12, Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. We're to be an example of purity. We're to be an example in our conversation. And you know, there's nothing that grieves my heart more than when I don't set a good example. And I'm telling you, it has happened. I want to set a good example. And you know, they're, high, they're holding us to a real high standard. They're watching very closely, Annette. And they even hold us to a higher standard than they hold themselves. Well, you know, those are those people that speak in tongues. Those are the people that are baptized in the Holy Ghost. And, you know, uh-oh, I, I saw what they did. You know, boy, they are, they are looking at us. Hallelujah. They are. They are, they are watching. Man, did you see that? Did you, and they all dream up things. We can't really help about the stuff they dream up. You know, I wonder what was in that glass. Uh, it looked kind of, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, we went out to the Avery's for a ladies' meeting one time. I don't think I don't know who of y'all were there, and so they had these glasses to, with, to drink out of, and it looked like there was amber-colored liquid in them. So I was the first speaker, and so I kind of joked around. It was this was kind of embarrassing because I was like, you know, I, I may need to pray for the Averys. I said these glasses look really suspicious. The glass was actually amber, but it made it look like it was champagne or something. It was kind of one of those glasses on a stem and everything. So I might need to pray for the Averys uh, because. Uh, you know, this is looking really suspicious here and everything. She spoke up from the first row and said, you gave those glasses to me. I was like, I had forgot, but we exchanged Christmas gifts. I was like, oh, that was embarrassing. <laughs> so anyway, but so they're watching us and they're like, mm, that glass looks suspicious. You know, my kids, um, when they were little, of course, I wanted to do this for their sake, too, because I just didn't want, I wanted them not to even get to touch evil. I wouldn't let them have an IBC root beer. I would not, because that looked like a beer bottle, and I would not let them drink out of one of those. I didn't want them, I would not let them have a candy cigarette. I got candy cigarettes when I was little, you know, uh, and I wouldn't let them, and so after we, they got grown, well, one time I bought, the IBC root beers were on sale, so I put some in the we have a refrigerator at our house that's just whatever you want to drink. Well, I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> that's legal. I mean, I mean uh, that's morally right. You know, it's about in there. It's exciting. I mean, uh, and uh, so they were like, Mom, I can't believe you put these IBC. I said, well, y'all are grown now. I figure you're not going to be influenced by that. And so <laughs> anyway, so I, those are things, though, that, I mean, you know, you may think that's picky, but you got to follow the Holy Ghost. And if that's, if you feel like I need to not let my kids do this, I need to not let my kids do that. I wouldn't let my kid walking around with a candy cigarette now for anything in the world. I don't even know if they make them anymore, by the way. Um, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> don't let Andrew have a candy cigarette. <laughs> now they're, they're very, they are, they are very watching it too. <sighs> close you have to watch it close you got to keep it closer than you think you ought to and then you can always let it go a little down the road as they get older you can lighten up you can be a little more lenient but you ought to start out pretty tight because if you start out loose you can't ever get them back <laughs> Ooh, i tell you hallelujah hallelujah well let's pray tonight because one of the things that helps us walk holy in Christ Jesus is to pray in the Holy Ghost. Because it keeps us built up and keeps us strong. Amen. Hallelujah. So we're going to dim the lights. Y'all come up on all come up, come on up around the altar. I like to come up and stand up for Jesus. Hallelujah. Y'all come up and stand.